Recording in progress. A little bit one of those. Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Daniel Priori, and I am joined by yoga instructor and therapist, Claire Fountain. Yes, you heard that right. Claire Fountain. Claire, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you. Doing okay. Doing okay? That's a good thing. Uh, first thing I wanted to say, um, I'm a part-time yogi. Okay. Uh, trying to get into full-time yogi. Um, but I've been dealing with like some injuries in terms of my lower back. How do I keep going in yoga? Even though if I have an injury to my lower back, how long do I rest it? What yoga poses are the best things for possibly alleviating some of that pain because I need them. I think it depends on what you've done to your back. Well, I hurt my back playing football. Mm -hmm. Um, years ago but i have a uh a l5 s1 issue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it uh it always nags me but yeah. the only thing that really seems to alleviate it is yoga but mm-hmm. i think i just pushed myself a little bit too hard during yeah. a session and mm-hmm. i uh, i tweaked it a little bit so i'm trying to rehab it to get back to doing yoga like four or five times a week Yeah, I think that's a good plan. But also a lot of back injuries are repetition injuries. So it's moving in a certain direction too much and maybe too soon if we've had another injury connected to it. So I think that's why I ask what you did to your back. Because once we find out what directions and what movements help and which ones hurt, we can avoid those. Because yoga is, there's lots of different movements, right? And for the most part, that builds like a healthy healthy core, healthy breathing kind of system. But if we're moving in a direction over and over, that's going to hurt more than it helps, then we need to know which poses to kind of ease off of. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, overall yoga is incredible for our back. For sure. That's why it's, um, it's probably, it's, no, it's definitely, it's definitely the only exercise form that I actually enjoy. Okay. I, I don't, I don't enjoy running. No, me either. I don't enjoy lifting weights. Okay, I, I, I like that. Yeah, see, I uh, for so, for some reason, I just don't have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Yoga, I actually have fun doing because you can mm-hmm. kind of feel the progress in your body that day. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, I'm actually able to be a lot more limber throughout the day after like one workout, good. Which, is, which is pretty good. Um, and you're also a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh always ask which one was more of your passion first yoga or therapy i mean i think i got into yoga because of therapy um even when i so this whole how much of my background do you want to know how much do we want to talk about let's, today? Well, let's go as deep as possible yeah so okay i think a lot of there's some people who know me from the internet which is you probably understand how this works right Yes, the they only, yeah, but they only know one piece of it from the internet, right. what they see. So back in maybe 2013, or the beginning of 2014, like social media pages kind of started blowing up the whole Instagram fitness, Instagram yoga. And I just happened to be in that space and it got put in this space of like, oh my God, it's this girl doing yoga. And it's like seemingly untraditional way. And it's like, this is just how I always have thought this practice could be practiced, not to be repetitive. Um, but I would always say like, I got into yoga, like my depression and anxiety when I was well, 
and as part of like recovery from like a terrible eating disorder and like so yoga was a was a tool to help me with my mental health to assist in how I felt from a mind-based standpoint and because yoga is an incredible like embodied practice so I think when we think about mental health we often think it's all right here like all just in our minds if we can just talk about it and think about it we'll be okay but so much of how we experience our mental health is through the body and so sometimes a healing practice or a healing journey we don't have to talk about it we just have to move our bodies and that is a way to find healing and to kind of move through that journey so for me yoga was always an extension of mental health i never wanted to do clinical mental health though when i was younger i think having a therapy kid and like you just get so you're like, I just don't want to do this. I'm, I don't want to do any of this. Right. What it engulfs your entire lifestyle kind of. Yeah. And then yeah. after like a decade of being in the world and teaching yoga and doing the fitness thing, it was like, I keep coming back to this. So I went back to school and now I'm like a psychotherapist and the practices combine. So it's always been about how can we heal all the things that happen to us as humans and how can we, feel the most optimal for us cool so do you like uh do you recommend yoga to like all of your clients for the most part for the most part right yeah because uh i mean you brought up a great point the, the physical tie-in to i know if i'm not exercising for a while my uh mental health kind of goes into the toilet just being honest So once I start exercising a little bit more, I could already tell by a couple of days that my brain is just working a little bit differently. Um, And then after a while, I start to get into like, you know, a really nice flow. Um, I wanted to talk just a little bit about your past. So you went to Vassar. Did. Right. So how much Steely Dan do you listen to? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, Vassar is such a special place. They love Steely Dan. They do. They do. They do. Um, so are you New York based? I go between New York and South Florida. So oh, where in South Florida? Like Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. My girlfriend is uh from Fort Lauderdale. So I bounce back and forth from there. We'll all have to go to dinner sometime. There it is. There it is. Um so you grew up in New York or South Florida? No, I grew up even, even, I told you there's a lot there. I grew up in the South, like between North Florida and Mississippi. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bouncing around. Yeah. I mean, but I think I never fit in there and I felt entirely out of place. And maybe, maybe this is connecting to why I had so many mental health struggles as a teenager. Probably. Yeah. I was so ready to leave. And once I finished high school, one-way ticket and haven't so, really looked back so so what about growing up uh down south um didn't click with you what did you um not like so much about growing up there or even not so much that you didn't like but just why was it not feng shui uh why were you, why were you not the perfect fit for uh down south yeah i mean in terms of open-mindedness i'm like way over here yeah. And the South is like way over here. Yes. I'm incredibly liberal. I was raised quite liberal as well. And there's just a lot of things about the South that just didn't really sit well right. with me. Um, you know, and I was lucky enough to have parents that showed me there was a whole world outside of where you're growing up. 
and there's places to go and people to see and things to experience that are not just five miles from home. So I always had this idea I was going to go places and do things. And I did. That's crazy though that like, uh, like uh, what other schools were you considering? Were you considering just Vassar? Were you a one and done kid? Or were you uh, trying to bounce around uh, whatever in the metropolitan area? God, I was like the most, I, and I remember in high school, like I was just, I was so, I felt like these people don't get me. Like I'm an adult in this like childhood experience of high school. Like I missed the beginning of my senior year because I was like the first few weeks because I was living in a model's apartment in Chicago. Like I had just decided my life was not here. And my career counseling development, I'm not sure what the exact name is in the high school, but she's like, you got to colleges like you have to do this thing and at the time I was really involved in like baking and pastry and I was like no I'm gonna open a catering company and a bakery I don't need this nonsense yes I ended up but I also got like I'm a bit of a nerd I got really good grades so she's like you've got to apply to schools and I applied to a handful in Boston one in like Colorado schools in like actually in the city like Barnard which I think is connected to Columbia uh, Vassar and then maybe one in New Orleans. So you were either going to go to two wild places or just like, you know, a couple of these, uh, the, the, the Massachusetts loop of colleges. You know, nerds do what nerds do. You know, we got to go to the academic schools. Let me tell you something. I, I don't envy you guys because listen, all of the super nerdy kids that I was in school with saw a lot of hearts get broken in those hallways. Those mm-hmm. early acceptance, oof, it was tough for, for a couple of people. Um, so let me know a little bit about your parents. What do they do for a living? Are, are any of them in the psychotherapy arena or are you just a, a, a wildflower in this yeah. weird mixture of people? I know. My mother's a teacher. All right. So I get always yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was always disappointed with my math skills because like mm, math is just not it. I'm good with like analytical emotions the the intangible right like the nuance I, hard numbers I don't I don't get it she things brother, that you need for the rest of your life who needs no, math anyway no one needs math I mean until you try to do your taxes and then that, you uh, yeah, hire somebody too. yes that too yeah. so your mother was a teacher what grade did she teach and what did she teach oh my god everything from like third fourth fifth graders all the way up to like she was in high school math and algebra etc when i was oh wow yeah your mom's the real nerd (laughs) my dad is too though what does your dad do my dad's in well he was a lawyer he's an attorney but now he teaches in like well actually he's a dean of 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 a of a university now so like (sighs) nerding it up you guys are all nerds time to go to school time to write a paper i actually love writing essays and research papers yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But I feel like I have found like when I got into therapy full time, I was like, wow, I'm at home now. Like, I go. think that it's important to find jobs or careers where you can just be like, oh, I feel good here. Did your dad have like a study where like he had a smoking pipe and a smoking jacket? No, but he did have like a really cool library room. See, I got you to ask. I just know it. I just know that nerdy guys have nerdy cool things. That's it. See, uh, I'm just speaking from a point of jealousy. I wish I was that nerdy. 
Um, the other question I was going to ask, when you made the decision to start psychotherapy, um, you know, schooling, training, et cetera, um, what was your parents kind of uh, reaction to it? I'm sure that they were super supportive, but it's kind of outside of the realm. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of lawyers, children usually, you know, become lawyers and a lot of teachers, uh, children usually become teachers. Um, what was your, um, you know, to step outside of the realm? Cause it sounds like you could have did whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, and they were incredibly supportive even of the other work I was doing. I mean, that's it's hard to sell to your parents. Like I have a job on the internet, like Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get into that for sure, because I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, and you know that that comes with its own set of like, and that's also some of like it's it's helped me in the therapeutic space because young people have this world of the internet that I think a lot of maybe older therapists like don't get, don't understand, don't, don't really understand. Like it is a job and it comes with its own set of, of, of issues. You know, it's the same thing. A lot of the yoga was with like athletes and musicians and that's, that is a whole industry that takes a special understanding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you know, it's, um, so I got my start obviously, um, like doing comedy based stuff. So I was on the Vine app and that blew up. And then we passed through Instagram and now I'm in the podcasting space. I do another one with my brother. I do a comedy based podcast. Mm -hmm. So like, it's very hard to explain the life to people that aren't doing it. Yeah. And the funniest question are people were like, you make money doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And I was like, I don't uh, regret doing any of it because even in school, I was never really great at school, but my teachers would always say, you're so smart. Why don't you just like apply yourself? And I was just like, I, I don't want to do chemistry. I'm not good at it. You know, I'm afraid to fail. I don't want to look stupid. Um, and then, you know, I was like, you know, everybody also everybody would tell me, the music teacher would come up to me. The drama teacher would come up to me. He was like, you're so talented. I don't understand why you don't do any of the school shows or do anything. Yeah. He was like, you know, you have, you have a lot of, you could go to school for this. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I could go back, that's definitely what I would do. But I was just happy that I found my calling, which was entertainment. Yeah. And uh, like, like, like you uh, alluded to, it's a hard sell, especially to parents. But luckily, my parents were like, all right, if you're going to do it, you got to go all the way then. Yeah. You know, some of my content they don't agree with, which is perfectly fine. They're, they were born in the 50s, uh, you know, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing feeling to know that you could support yourself doing what you really love to do, but especially when it's like outside of the box a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, holy shit. Yeah, I'm also quite like the internet gave me a whole life, a whole career. Yeah, I'm super indebted. Yeah, before this popped off, and like it's hard because it's like I'm of two minds, right? Like, yes, this is very valid and lucrative, but there's also when young people ask me, "Oh, I want to be on the internet," I'm like, "This shit is not easy," and no, it's like it's, it's this magical mix of like who you are, what you do, your skill set, but also like just a bit of like 
the the sun was in the right place the moons were that day because you never know <laughs> i would i would say about it's, uh, it's almost about 80 percent yeah you know it's uh yeah. you know the, the the right famous person finds it they share it you know the, then you start getting a little traffic like that and it's kind of just you have to be on all the time yeah. which people don't understand that's physically and mentally draining yeah um you have to become like this performance athlete of like all right what's funny that i could put out today like what content can i put out today what can i what can i do because the internet sadly also has a very short memory so if you disappear they'll disappear yeah. you know it's it's a what have you done for me lately business um i really mm -hmm. wish that um curriculums would kind of tie in a lot more of the internet stuff in terms of not of being, you know, uh, an Instagram comedian, stuff like that, but brand awareness, how to build brands, um, how, how to build network, how to network. There's a lot, there's a lot that goes on in the, the new curriculums. Uh, the, I mean, the old curriculums that when I was in school, that is just kind of nonsense. Like uh, nobody needs to take statistics. I know, I know your mom's a, a math nerd. Yo, you want to know what's crazy though? No when one needs to in, take stat. That when I was sucks. in, yeah, when I was in college, like, so I ended up taking like research methods. Like, I took it in the wrong order, and no one told me. And so then, when I took statistics, you know, it's like the difference between short and long division. Yes. Once you learn the short one, why would you do it the long way? So I was in the statistics. Statistics. That's a big word. Yes, it is. Statistics class, trying to like do the shorter version, and I failed the first time. I failed it. I had to drop it. No, I, that's what happened with me with... Uh, it's not with my strong point. Calculus was the same thing for me. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, you know, and then you start getting into chemistry. Now you just get science and math. I was like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. You sneak that math in there. I hate it. Um, hardest, pose for, hardest pose for you to do. Pose or post? Were we in social media world? I think that that's such an interesting conversation. The cuff is just super fast, super quick. Hardest uh, pose? Oh, I hate that. Which one? I don't like handstands. No, I can't even. I, I can't even do that. And the internet has told people that somehow that is yoga, and I'm like, oh no, it's not. You don't have to do them. It is not um, the degree to which you are quote unquote good at the yoga. Like it's yeah, not. yeah, yeah. See. Uh, Maybe one day I would get there, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a handstand type of guy. I feel like my shoulders would break if I, if I went to go do that. Um, how long have you been doing social media for? Like 2013 is when everything kind of just... Uh, yeah, off. me too. Yeah, you know this. And I think that there's, a, there's an extra... We're OGs. Layer. What? We're OGs. <laughs> I know. There's an extra level of... Um, when you are the brand, right? When you personally, as a person, are the quote-unquote brand, and it's very forward, front-facing, that is like a different level of of complexity and pressure. Yes. Yeah. It is for sure. And then, uh, you know, um, the biggest takeaway from having a social media presence mm -hmm. is you start to become a little bit of a sociopath it's it, it, it's it's oh. <laughs> it's very it's i don't want to say sociopath but what you become is you become a lot 
more self-centered because you're worried about what you're putting out into the space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us get a certain uh, level of machismo. Mm-hmm. I'm just speaking in terms of uh, like a male influencer. Female influencers, which I want to get into, is completely different. That's another thing that people don't understand is that space is completely different and yeah. it's way more competitive. It's way more competitive. Yeah. Um, it's competitive. It's competitive. But it's also like it also comes with a lot of really negative stuff. Like I, it's been it's been a really tough. And this is the other part of that is back in 2013, right? Like I wasn't making content to have a following. I was just right. putting out what I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have people that are truly trying to build their following with like a goal in mind, like wanting a following, wanting a presence. It's like, it, I build a platform that I'm quite thankful for and I, and I love having, but I never wanted it. If that makes right. any sense. Like, like the quote unquote, I don't even want to use the word fame because it's not fame, no. but public notoriety wasn't in my original plan. So it, it comes with a different stuff, you know? So I think like there's definitely ego. There's been a lot of, a lot of ego around. Cause I mean, you know this, we end up at events with other influencers, quote unquote, we end up at internet events and like, yeah. there's some nasty personalities oh, yeah. off the internet. But I think in terms of like uh, having like, you know, an ego presence, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Yeah, um, I mean, in the world of content creation, and this is where even one of my sticking points was, was like, I would think something was ridiculous before I'd even go to post it. Like, right. this is so dumb. Who's going to like this? So it's like, you almost need that, that thought of you have to believe your own shit is so great that you oh, yeah. shoot it, produce it and post it. And you have to stand behind it. And the people who just believe their shit do really well. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's a part of having that, that confidence of just being like, you know what, I am just going to hit the post button and I don't care what anybody says, you know, um, doing it for as long as I've done it is crazy to think about. It makes me feel old as fuck, but you know, but a part of me is like, you know what? Like I see, I see an end goal because now as the years have gone, the world is caught up, right? There's production companies, there's huge multi uh, media, uh, multimedia, digital media companies. Now, like the world gets it now. Yeah. But I just remember the times I was like, see, there's money in this, you see. And now and nobody really understood until later on and how people, you know, people would rather spend money sending us to do an ad than they would sending it to do an ad on television. Yeah. Yeah, now, now. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, I had to to do that with my own mindset, though, for so long. Like, I minimized my own work because everyone around me minimized it. Same. Like, oh, Claire doesn't have a real job. She just, like, and because I'm a woman, it gets put in the, like, very cheap surface level profession, right? Like, you're making a living on what you look like, quote unquote. Right. Oh, you're an insta-thought. Yeah. Never mind that there was so much training and thought and like, never mind that I was a smart person in this space, you get really minimized. And like, so it's, it's hard to deal with people around you that think "Mm, like, when are you going to stop doing that and do something real? And 
you know, I had to sit with that even when I went back to do like something really like clinical psychotherapy is like pretty, pretty traditional in that sense. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So I had to sit with like, am I doing this because I really love it? Or am I doing this to prove to people that I'm not just a girl who does yoga poses on the internet? Right. Um, first of all, you're verified. So fuck you. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big thing for me. I haven't got verified yet. What? No, I'm not. You can, you can apply for it. Back I, I have, but internet. for some reason I haven't been verified. I don't know. I'm an internet legend. This is where the ego comes out. All right. I have one of the biggest memes of all time. I'm posted every day and I can't get a verified check. It drives me insane. So the fact that you're verified, kudos to you, but I hate you at the same time. Um, tell me about, have you ever had a patient come in and be like, Hey, I know who you are. And do you try to keep them separate or do you promote within? Okay. They're connected for me. There are, because the therapy world is, is, is hooked around a licensing board because this is not life coaching. I think people get them confused. Life coaching. That's what I wanted to get into. It's like, you went to school, you are certified. It's completely different than being like, Oh, I have a presence on the internet and like, I can help your life be better. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really tired of that. There was a, there was an article of maybe two, a year or two ago where it was like fashion influencers pivot to anxiety. Like that, that was, that was their, their topic wheelhouse now. Yeah. And I think that there's just like, just cause you've experienced something does not make you qualified to one talk about it in a way with other people. Sure. Share personal stories. I think those are important, yeah. but how's it in this as a personal story and I can give you no advice that's what, that's exactly exactly what you're saying i didn't mean to cut you off but it's it's even like with this show it's like i constantly remind people that i'm not a mental health professional you know what i mean i i can only speak from like what i went through but it's just like you know when i see stuff like that i'm like listen i put a lot of work in to get better mm-hmm. like i i don't want people making a, a mockery of, of therapy and how amazing uh psychotherapy has been for me personally and it it, some of it's like i i have this stance i know so many people deal with anxiety and panic um and this is one of the main reasons why i started this show is so people can talk about it but you know it's and you know I, i i'm bipolar like I, I've done my work, like I've gone and got diagnosed and I've done these things and I, and I can't stress enough. It's like, please go to a doctor before you start talking about anxiety and panic, because yeah. there's a lot of study and hard work that uh, prof- uh, professionals have put in and sufferers have put in. Yeah. So let's do the research within ourselves first, before we just start throwing things out. Yeah. You know, like I've had friends who be like, man, like, I just like, I'm so bipolar today. And like, it doesn't, af- it doesn't offend me, but I'm just like, yo, dude, it's like, are you really bipolar? Or are you just saying that? It's like, because I deal with some shitty shit. Yeah. You know, like, I, I hate to be triggered. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, like Gen Z, you know what I mean? Like Gen Z pussy. But like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, no, nah, dude, like some things offend me. It's like my internal struggles or shit that I deal with every day. Yeah. 
So I don't like to see like a mockery made of them. It's like, you know, people just throw words out, these buzzwords to do these certain things. But who am I to judge? Can't judge anybody. No. no. I think that there's certain things that it's okay to really say this is not helping us. And right. You know, it's like people need to learn that it's like those are not things to joke about. You know, like yes. the old OCD joke, not that funny for people who actually have diagnosed OCD is not. No, it's not just like, yeah, I'm like so OCD today. I'm like, yeah, well, I like that that makes yeah, oh my god, I'm gonna break my laptop, I think. Because people just be like, oh, like I'm so OCD today. I'm like, dude, go say that to the guy who like couldn't leave his room today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That guy would love to have your OCD. Yeah. Um, but like I said, will you take a patient off of like an Instagram DM? Just be like, yo, it's good. I gotta get some psychotherapy. I mean, I have to, I have to take a lot of different precautions because I come with the public presence and because the boards that license therapists, psychologists, et cetera, are, they're kind of catching up to the fact that social media is a marketing platform. There's still rules about what goes where from a business like LLC, S Corp, Stan, like there's, there's things that have to be moved. I have a lot of like disclaimers, like I have to protect myself because I come with this other public piece, but the public piece helps to inform the other, like they're, they, they're some, is that the term symbiotic? Like one is connected to the other. So there are people who can find me off of there, but it comes with like, so there used to be this really old school thought that you shouldn't know anything about therapists, right? It should, I should just be like a witnessing qualified person who sits there right and I don't have that luxury because of the life that I had and maybe it's not a luxury because at the end of the day therapists are also humans you know some of my work is also informed by lived lived experience like there's there's topics that I'm like specialized in because through and I don't think that there's any problem with disclosing certain pieces of it that doesn't enter the therapy space in that way anyone who knows me from social media or connects with me that way they just have to know that they've done a lot. And this is the right. other thing about social media people for Yes, my face, my name is on there, but I'm really private. And oh yeah, people think that you share a lot because you're in a public space all the time, but it's like, there's public me, there's professional me, there's private me. And then there's like a really intimate part of me that only I know, right? Right, yeah. And th- the hardest thing is, also, it's like, how much of myself do I give to these people? You know, it's you want people to connect with you on a on a almost on a face to face level through the Internet. So, like, you want people to feel like, you know, you but it's hard to give so much of yourself. That's just how you end up burning yourself out. And then people don't people really don't get how difficult it is uh, being on the Internet. It's no. not as easy as everybody thinks. A lot of people think it's like, oh, just oh, back in my day, I had to do this. I'm like, well, your day's over. And this is a very competitive space. Everyone wants to be an influencer. This is, this is the generation that we're moving into. Um, I like to think that, you know, we kind of helped pave the way for that. We did. We did. You know, I talk about, I'm like, I'm like the godmother of these things. Like, Jesus. Yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like, listen, like I was making stupid songs on the internet. uh, And now a lot of people are just making more and more stupid songs on the internet. So I'm just like, 
this is one of the best feelings because I was a part of this. Um, you know, it's funny though that you mentioned, I actually don't feel the competitive piece of it. Because it's so vast. There's so, yeah, many, there's so many people, but yeah. it's like, um, so like, for example, right? It's, um, let's say something super trendy starts. So during COVID, uh, my, my, my girlfriend and her sister started this uh, like picnic business, like social distancing picnic business uh, in South Florida. Like as soon as they did it, like five other companies found it on social media and like started doing it. So that's kind of where the competitiveness is starting. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we're just competing with ourselves. That's the biggest part of social media. It's like, what can I post better today? What can I, this could have been funnier. Um, this uh, could have been edited better. The, li- the list, just, it, it's nonstop of our minds never shut off. That's the biggest problem. And it's like, for me, I, I, at one point I had a hard time separating myself from the personality to like being a functional mm-hmm. member of society. And uh, yeah. so it took me a little longer to kind of realize what people have to understand most of what you see on the internet is fugues, which means fake. It's, it, it's, it's nonsense. When you go on Instagram, you see the greatest aspects of everyone's life. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of the darkness. Um, you don't see a lot of the things they do wrong. You don't see a lot of the things they portray themselves not to be i'm not saying everyone is like this i'm just saying you have to take the internet with a grain of salt but what what i wanted to bring it back to you was how have you been using your instagram in terms of your profession so like your professional yoga instructor that's one and then you're a licensed therapist how much can you take from each to kind of keep both of them going, if that makes any sense. Because you kind of have, because here's how people would look at it. Oh, thank God she has a fallback. Like a therapist. Like, oh, she has, thing, she which has is her degree. She, <laughs> she, she has a, oh my God, she is, she, at least she has something. I mean, I think I did that on purpose though, because like, again, like I was mentioning, there's that mindset of was this ever a real job? Everybody like bullshit on this over and over and over. And then also it's like having been on the space of like creating something when there was nothing, right? Like you and I were doing social media before anybody got paid for this, right? This wasn't like, um, we didn't know it was a lucrative career when we started. (laughs) So we're already people that are in a risky place already, like willing to take risk, et cetera. And, but knowing that and kind of like, not just being, cause okay. So influencers to some extent are really good trend followers. But then you have people that are truly tastemakers that were on the first wave of everything, maybe they don't get like the, the biggest following, but they were the ones setting the trends for everyone else in a way. For sure. And so we have to be 20 steps ahead. And so when I think about where things are going in the evolution, like I watch how this is moving, I watch how social media has moved. We watch platforms die. You know, this vine is gone. Like watching this as long as we have, I always talk with anybody who wants to be an influencer because I do some consulting work as well. And it's like, you have to have a skill set. Like you have to be able to do something and then use social media as a tool to show what you can do. 
because it may not last forever. And like you said, it's fickle. One day they love you, one day they don't. They want you to do this thing. They also, the internet can put you in like a hole. We only want you if you're doing this one thing. It happens a lot in comedy, you know this. It happened to me. I was typecasting for a very, very, very long time. They're like, dude, sing that song about titties. I'm just like, dude, like I did that nine years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you do yoga poses anymore, Claire? It's like, because I evolved. And so I got where I had a mindset of like, if you like, if you fuck with me, you fuck with me and you're going to follow where I go. Cause that truly is what an influencer is, right? Like influencing the way people move in their thought and actions and like cool resources, et cetera. Not saying, oh, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing you expect of me over and over and over. Is that the smoothest pass? Pass? Pass. Maybe not, but but it makes me happy. Like, like you said, you do consulting, like people will come up to me. Like I was at the Nick game the other night and uh, some dude was just like, yo, like I'm trying to like get my music career like popping or whatever. And I was like, yo, I'm, I'm super flattered that you're talking to me about this, but like, I, I, you know, I can't do anything. I don't have a record label. Like I, I produce my own music and put it out and shit, but like, I, I, I'm not working with other artists. And uh, he was just like, no, nah, like, I'm just trying to get like a million followers. I said, that's where your biggest problem is. You want to know what you get? Get a thousand loyal followers who will pay $10 for anything that you do. Yeah. And you'll never have to have a real job again. Yeah. What is that saying? Followers aren't dollars. <laughs> no, they aren't. They They're aren't. not. They're if, not. Bigger numbers have, don't mean anything. <laughs> no. If you have a core of people that fuck with you and yeah. rock with your shit, and you're good to them and you and you show love to them and you do what you're supposed to do you'll never have to worry about anything else in terms of uh you know that gives you breathing room to grow your brand gives you room to move uh move some things around and by move some things around change your uh your internet space and by internet space i'm saying what you put out into the world because if people are going to fuck with you like you said you you're still going to have them whenever you time to cross over um when you're doing therapy mm-hmm. i do want i do want to ask has it ever been creepy have you ever had a creepy fan come in uh, not in that sense i mean there's uh, those worlds are still quite separate for me and there's a lot of um back like there's a lot of checks and balances that go into that to keep right. it like that i mean within the, the world of therapy or their inappropriate clients, regardless of who you are. Sure. And those are handled in the way that they need to be handled, you know? So I just, uh... but the internet is more inappropriate than anything. Oh, 100%. It's just the older I get uh, with every day. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to be a, a lady. Yeah. Like the older I get, do you want to know? It's like um, when you're young, 15 16 you don't really think about i'm talking about you know back in the early 2000s you don't really think about gender like that Mm -hmm. you know uh the female professional the growth seeing uh the female ceo Mm -hmm. the the female entrepreneur Mm -hmm. um has really been an enlightening thing because there's girls out here getting fucking money yeah and I was having this conversation with my friends and it's like how you were saying, it's like, oh, like uh, she's like an Instagram thought, like she does yoga poses and like shit like that. You got girls out here making bank off OnlyFans. 
Like nobody should be able to tell anybody shit. I know girls that are driving around in the hottest cars because just because they show their feet. People have to understand you have to respect professions. Internet professions need to be respected with a grain of salt. Um, but, you know, it's the world is growing faster and faster every day, obviously, because of the Internet. Yeah. Which do you enjoy more? But for lack of better word, um, I'm sure they fulfill different parts of your life. Um, and which drives you crazier? Hmm. because a lot of therapists that I've had um, and yes I said that I've had multiple therapists sometimes okay. it's not the right fit it happens That's good though. it's a good thing and Don't sometimes you need yeah and sometimes you need a different therapist for different things you're going through yes yeah who I talked to when I was in high school wouldn't be a good fit today but was great when I was 17 you know like and, and incredibly powerful for that time. You know, there's been people that I've spoken to just because of one instance I was going through. Like, there's no, I don't think that it's like, oh, well, I'm cheating on my old thing. No, we're allowed to have multiple wonderful people in our lives. I've, ha I've had that feeling now. It's like, oh, I'm cheating on my I'm cheating on my guy right now. And then it's just like, no, it's just, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Oh, you were I, saying about, oh, the work, which one is, which one drives me crazy and which one's more fulfilling. I yeah. mean, I feel, I feel that they're, for me, they're one and the same. Like I'm a professional helper. Like right. I help people, like even Instagram, Yeah. I, you know, the, even when it was yoga, it was like, my whole thing was like, yoga is for anyone and everyone. This can be an incredible healing tool and you're all welcome to come to this practice as something that can be good for you. Like, even if you don't see yourself in the advertisements, like there's still a whole world here for you. Right. So it was breaking on like stigmas and stereotypes in that side of wellness through the lens of being a helper, like showing resources, showing a different way. Same thing with therapy. Like I help people. So for me, it's all kind of one and the same, but what drives me, you know, now I don't think any of it drives me crazy, but it used to be, I had a real like tangled relationship with social media for a while. And I was elaborate on that go into it i was quite unhappy with like you said being typecast and yeah. i was quite bothered with like men on the internet yeah well yeah. let me tell you something men on the internet it's a little gross yeah yeah i mean but i also now have so many boundaries in place and i think I think people are really aware, like, I don't take any shit on the internet. Like, I'll block you, I'll delete it. Like, I don't care about a number if it means I have to deal with nonsense, right? We forget that a social media platform is still a place we're allowed to curate. And I'd like oh, yeah. my experience at work to be nice too. So I- That's what I like about the internet. Yeah, yeah, I tell somebody right, to suck but, my ass every day. Yeah. If somebody yeah. says something I don't like, I'll just be like, yeah, suck my dick. Like, yeah. fuck you. And, yeah. and honestly, it's therapeutic for me. Okay. Okay. From time yeah. to time, I'll just fucking curse at somebody. It's perfectly yeah. fine. I used yeah. to do it a lot more, but then I realized that it was having, it was causing a negative effect on me because I was doing it so much. 
Yeah, I was going to say that's the side of it. Like we think this is going to feel so much better, but I think there is a really tactful way because you got to have a thick skin on the internet, right? Like, yeah, it sucks. So it doesn't get me the same way it used to. And I don't get much negative, which is good. That's a good thing because we've gotten to a place where I've weeded You had to get there. Yeah. You had to take bumps and bruises along the way. (laughs) Because I've gone through so much of it. I'm at a place now where it's like a much more pleasant place. And yeah, it's like, I don't, there's a tactful way to respond to things. And then so much of it doesn't require response. Like when I talk oh. to even friends and brands that are like, this thing happened, what do I do? I'm like, do you even need to do anything? Just yeah. let it die. There's going to be trolls. There's going to be people that are cruel that you cannot let it eat at you. Cause what it'll do is it will attach to like the insecurities and problems you have in like this part, right? Remember we said like public self, professional, personal. If your personal self is still so like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, anything that happens in the professional public space is going to really hit home in a way they don't even know, right? No, no, they don't. So it's like, you have to be so good <laughs> on you. Yeah. The stuff just starts to roll off because if you don't have, like if yourself is not settled and grounded and confident and, and knows your truth about who you are, existing on the internet will be really difficult. For sure. And I also feel bad. It's like, why is this comment sticking out to me when I could easily just then, then the one that's saying it's like, yo, dude, you got me through a really hard time. Like, I love you. Respond to that one. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to take my time out because this dude said some dumb shit. Yeah. And, um, I also, this is a, you brought it up, you uh, touched on it. Mm-hmm. The internet could be a very toxic place. Yeah. Uh, let's just say dudes don't have the best rap on the internet. Yeah, no. That's for sure. Now, I'm just going to create a scenario. I do, I, this is a big thing for me. I love creating scenarios for people. Shoot. How, if a guy DMs you, right? Mm-hmm. and starts whatever mm-hmm. um talking talking a little shit okay. uh you know just uh shooting a shot say shooting a shot doing mm-hmm. do, doing what guys do if a guy shoots a shot are you supposed to expose them because a lot of shots have been exposed i don't know if you've been following like uh you're on the internet right so a lot of like dms and shit have just been like uh been being shared like what guys are like saying to girls um first of all guys don't send dms don't do it and if you're gonna say send a dm just say hello i think you're pretty that's it don't say anything stupid um i like it just goes back to what i was saying about the female influencer deals with a lot of different shit than what a male influencer deals with yeah it's a very toxic environment if you allow it to be now it seems like your head is a little bit more you know on a swivel you understand the industry you've been there for a while but it's a relatively dangerous place if you allow it to be so that's why i was saying you know how much do you keep them apart do just to a public safety issue, yeah. but also just in terms of keeping one over here and then keeping one over here in terms of our personal, yeah. professional. Yeah. It's all encompassing, but yeah. you have to set boundaries. No, you absolutely do. I mean, yeah. I wrote a whole blog, I can send it to you about privacy and discretion because yeah. even 
even if you don't have a public image, like even if you're just a, a cute girl on the internet with a few hundred followers, people share so much. Yes. <laughs> you can find out so much. You can find out where people live, what they do for a living, who their friends are, who their family are. Like there are safeguards you need to put in place just as a person that has an internet presence, much one with a large following. Yeah. And I think that we can get caught up in, because there is this thing, people we'll say people like the followers of the internet, our audiences, sometimes feel really entitled to our personal lives because there have been people who put every tiny bit of their life, their kids, everything on the internet. Yes. And you have to make, you have to really create your own boundaries. So I know it can be hard when it's like, well, that's what's getting paid. Full disclosure is what people are gravitating to. That doesn't mean it's, it's okay or it's good or it's an easy walk. Because even people who do, well, maybe they don't, but the more disclosure you share, the more safeguards you need to have in place. Yes. Like protect yourself, especially women, like women, you know, but men too, you can just find out so much about people on the internet. And so I think like, you know, in a world where everything is kind of overexposed now, I have always thought privacy is paramount. Like I protect what I love. I don't put pieces of my personal life on the internet because it seems like clout chasing in a way to me. Like it, I have a it is, cool it is life. in a way. Yeah, I have a cool life. I think I have a cool life. I like my life. My life I, don't is dope. To, I don't have to prove to the internet I that, you know? But again, it's that like, how can you be so good with yourself that you can allow the internet to be just what it is? The internet has destroyed lots of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it and is, that's statistically it, based as well. Oh, yeah, for sure depression, anxiety, uh, suicide rates, all these things are up and there's correlations with social media. And it has uh, created this false advertisement of life um, that I almost feel, it's almost like survivor's guilt when it comes to just being like, yo, like my life is dope. Like I just, I live a great life and I post like what I post. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll have fans reach out to me and just been like, dude, like, you know, I'm just struggling. I'm having a hard time. And I'll talk I, and I'll talk to them, whether it's true or not. You know, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I, I never really know what people's intentions are. I, I, I am very insecure with people's intentions at times. That just like comes from like my childhood. Yeah. So, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, though, all the time. And I'll sit and talk with people. I've had fans come up to me uh, at sporting events and I've missed part of the game just to be like, yo, like let's talk about your life. Like, let's, let's do this. It's, it's something where I'm the toxic part of the internet almost made me quit doing this altogether. It's just (laughs) a lot of people, a lot of people are just getting born into this generation now where Mm -hmm. this is, this has to be your life. This has to be something that you have to do. Like, when I meet people who don't have Instagram, I think they're the coolest fucking people on earth. Mm-hmm. When they're just like, yeah, man, they're just like, yeah, no, nah, I don't, I don't have Instagram. I'm like, dude, you're the fucking man. <laughs> I was like, you know, like it, it's crazy how all these things uh, go together. Now as millennials, they say we are career changes like every 10 years. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be doing psychotherapy forever? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think think it will evolve in the same way I've evolved. (laughs) You know, I mean, I think I will always be in the space of healing work, if you will, or facilitating healing work. 
um, there's areas within it. Like my focus is like in my regular practice or trauma and like sexual trauma and sexual assault, which falls into a lot of like issues women face and issues like gender binary things that we've been put under the things we've learned that are not good for us. There's a lot of that that comes out in my regular practice. And like, that's that I think I will always be working in. What it looks like, I don't know. Does it look like seeing clients? Does it look like a book? Does it look like teaching? I, I don't know, but I'm also open to that. Options you know? are the best. I yeah. tell people all the time, give yourself options. Yeah. And if you're creative enough, there's always options. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I got fired from like every job I had before the internet. So like, what? I've been fired yeah. like seven times. Yeah. This is not some, oh, just have been successful at everything. Like, no, no. <laughs> I've been fired so many times. I got fired because of the internet. Same. Multiple Same. occasions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was uh, doing, I was working yeah. with a, uh, Three times now for me. All right, we're gonna try three times because of, and I quote, your social media presence. Okay, all right. Let's trade a couple stories. All right. So uh, I worked for a group home, right? So what I wanted to do, um, I either wanted to do social work or physical therapy. That's like what I went to, uh, yeah, for school for. So I was like, okay, I'll do one of these. So I got a job at a group home uh, Mm -hmm. in in Westchester, New York. And I'm doing that and I'm working with the kids and I walk into the office one day and my boss just turns his computer around and it's like my Vine page. And he was like, dude, what's this? Yeah. I was like, oh, like, you know, it's just like my, you know, uh, I don't know. I didn't know what to say. I was like, it's, oh, it's just like my comedy thing that I do. And he was like, oh, the kids can find this. We can't have this. Uh, we're going to have to let you go. Yeah. I was like, damn, dude, I've been here for like five months. Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, we, we just can't have this. You're going to, it goes against our code of conduct. And I was just like, okay. Uh, yeah. I was like, so what am I supposed to do now? He was like, I, I don't know, but we, but we have to let you go. So at that day, I remember driving home. I said, fuck this. I'm going, I'm going in all the way now. And now it's, I, I wouldn't be able to get a job without what I did eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I've been fired uh, I worked at a summer camp. I used to teach kids how to swim every summer. I was very good at it. Yeah. Um, you know, I would teach kindergarten kids how to swim. They don't have the fucking internet. But apparently one of the parents found me and then I got fired from that job. Yeah. And I was there for like seven years. Yeah. And they fired me like that over the internet. Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. What did you, you get canned from? Oh my God. One of the jobs I had in New York within like the fitness and personal training world was, um, is right when everything blew up. Idiots. And I say blew up, like in the sense of like, I suddenly have this huge following. They let me, uh, it was because like, I got too much attention. I didn't like my social media presence. And then another, it's been harder because therapy is quite, they're still quite, quite traditional in how they move. Um, my social media presence is, um, I guess they consider it inappropriate, which is based on how I look or how I, uh, you know, their bodies are not inherently sexual. So that is, that's their stuff, you know? And I think there's a lot of misogyny in workplaces. There's a lot of internalized misogyny through women. Um, And like you said, I'm good at what I do. Like the proof is in the work, not in what pictures I might take or like, so, so I'm not qualified because I've had, because I modeled at one point, like, 
<laughs> if I looked any differently and had a public presence, no one would care, you know? So the, dealing with that stuff, but that stuff you deal with, I think women in the world deal with before social media and social media has just made it worse. Absolutely. It's now public and people create their own judgments, their own belief systems. And it can be really hard. It, and I, I mean, I guess that's, and if I tell people, like tell women, especially like your experience is, is valid. You should not be ashamed of, no. of how you exist or how you look. And you should not have to dull yourself or censor yourself in any way to prove that you're smart enough to do something. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, my dog is coming in here. It's okay. Uh, I have to, I have a call at 1030. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's why I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap it up right now. Um, but listen, uh, Claire, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, we could have talked for three hours, but, uh, unlike, unlike me, you're actually a busy person. Uh, I feel so, like we have lots more to talk about. We should yeah, do, no. we should do a part two with like Q and a from the absolutely. audience. Absolutely. And I, in your I question. I agree. I agree. Uh, but thank you so much for hopping on here. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on the internet. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Whenever yeah. I used to do podcasts, I'd say, they'd say, where can we find you? And I'm like, well, you can find me on the internet. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. what it is. Find me on the internet at CD quality. Internet. Yeah. CD quality. And then Claire Fountain for everything else. And then, yeah, lots of events coming up. Um, there's a lot of courses around mental health, et cetera, that will be on my website very soon. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Post it in the description. And uh, listen, like you, like, like I said, you're always welcome on the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come hang out with me today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there. And you have watched another episode of Off the Cuff. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye.